0: Malta was once a hidden gem in the Mediterranean, but now it's being discovered more and more by North Americans. And that means it's diverse and offers something for everyone. You can scuba dive to explore sunken ships, eat traditional Maltese foods like pastizzi, a flaky pastry filled with ricotta cheese, visit one of three UNESCO World Heritage sites, and so much more. Plus, Malta gets more than 300 days of sunshine, so it's a year-round destination. Get inspired and plan your trip today at visitmalta.com. Are you looking for an off-the-beaten-path island destination in the Mediterranean? I highly recommend Malta, an archipelago with 8,000 years of history. It's home to three UNESCO World Heritage Sites, including Valletta, Malta's capital. Malta also has the oldest freestanding stone architecture in the world, showcasing one of the British Empire's most formidable defense systems. If you travel for history, Malta has an impressive mix of domestic, religious, and military structures from the ancient, medieval, and early modern periods. It's also rich in culture. You'll find events and festivals all year round, plus beautiful beaches, a thriving nightlife, and a trendy gastronomical scene with seven Michelin-starred restaurants plan your trip today at visitmalta.com. Hey listeners, it's your Travel Tales host, Aislinn here. Welcome to the last of our summer replays. Just a reminder that the new season kicks off in a few weeks on August 25th. In this episode, we're going to fly to Brazil with Carmen Maria Machado. Carmen is the Philly-based author of two books. Her latest is the memoir In the Dream House, out now in paperback. She's also the author of the eerie graphic novel series The Lola Woods. And when we revealed that Rio was the destination for her Spin the Globe trip, it's a series where we send a writer someplace with only 24 hours notice, Carmen was a little anxious. Anxious about not speaking Portuguese, anxious about the city, basically anxious about the unknown. And we've all been there, right? How did Carmen overcome her trepidation? Well, it all started at the beach.
1: Many years ago, I started getting emails for other Carmen Machados. One in Chicago, another in Arizona, another in Florida. I've gotten a photo of a daffy, grinning pitbull in a Santa Claus hat and endless reminders to update gym memberships. I also get emails in Portuguese for an unclear number of Brazilian Carmen Machados. Sometimes those emails appear to be about real estate or finance. I say appear because, while my name is as Brazilian as they come, I'm not, and I don't speak Portuguese. So when I learned that I would be going to Rio in two days for a Far Spin the Globe series, I did some Googling. I discovered that Brazil was in the middle of one of its worst yellow fever seasons. Anyone visiting needed to be vaccinated. I drove two hours into the next state to a travel clinic to get the yellow fever vaccine. And I read this fact out loud to myself more than once. Yellow fever can lead to organ failure. I printed out all of my documents in triplicate, hid them everywhere. I packed a travel guide, phrase book, a printout of my travel insurance. I sprayed my clothes with a special mosquito-repelling formula that had to dry outside overnight. I arrived at JFK four hours early, deeply embarrassed about my lack of chill. At the Rio airport, I sat for two hours, trying to reassure myself, making a very detailed list of how much a cab should cost, how to negotiate my fare, whether or not tipping was appropriate. You're not going to die, I thought you might learn something new. My hand had a slight tremor. I pressed the pen down into the page as hard as I could. I am a Cancer, a fiercely loyal homebody, a lover of the water. And so upon reaching Rio, I went straight to the ocean. The cab dropped me off in front of a large seaside hotel, many speaking English, where I left my suitcase and wandered onto Ipanema Beach. At the water's edge, the movement of the ocean softened my whole body. A sign warned against swimming, but people did just that. The sea was cool, the greenish-blue of a pre-dawn night sky. As the waves pulled back from the shore, sand was drawn to their translucent bodies, where it gathered and swirled like tiny galaxies before being scattered in every direction. Over and over, these universes gathered and dispersed. I sat there until the afternoon waned and the shadows lengthened and the sunbathers began to thin out. That night, I forced myself to set out into the city, alone. I decided on a churrascaria. I sat by myself and remembered the first time I'd ever gone to a restaurant on my own, in college, to a little cafe on the canal in Washington DC's Georgetown, where I ate oysters and looked out over the water. Here smartly dressed waiters milled around with steaming swords of meat, and I sat there with my wine and a little card that I could turn over, green for more, red for no more. One man came over with a massive bottle slung in his arms. When I gestured toward it, he poured me a tiny amount in the bottom of a glass. I sipped it. It tasted odd, grassy, and medicinal. He poured me a whole glass. It was cachaca, a drink made of sugar cane. So strong and unfamiliar, I felt like a teenager encountering hard liquor for the first time. When I left, it was dark. Do not walk alone at night, the State Department had warned me, but I did. I walked back to my hotel, as alert as a sparrow. few years back, when I traveled to Cuba to see my family, I found myself struggling with the little Spanish I knew. Here in Rio, the Spanish that had failed me in Cuba was, suddenly, flooding into my mouth. But of course Spanish is not the language of Brazil, Portuguese is. Upon hearing my name, every Brazilian I met would let loose a flood of words I could not understand, though it felt vaguely familiar. Great, I thought, a new language in which I can be a failure stressed i began to mash together spanish and portuguese there is a name for this someone told me later Portanol. i started with portuguese and ended in spanish or started in spanish and ended in portuguese or started in one and ended up in some language no one on earth spoke on my second day in rio i went back to the beach for real in my bathing suit even though the hotel was distinctly meant for tourists the shores of ipanema were crowded with locals I loved how different it looked from an American beach. I loved the vendors and the fact that fat women were wearing string bikinis and that men were playing soccer and little naked babies were crawling all over the sand and brown pigeons were wandering around looking for scraps. It felt chaotic, friendly. When you look down the length of the beach, Moro Deutsch Irmaus, Two Brothers Mountain, rose out of the horizon like an ancient monster, like Godzilla. Against the water, I did what I wanted to do. I read and ate. A man came by carrying a cooler and a tiny stove and cooked a skewer of halloumi over the coals until it was browned. He rolled it in oregano and handed it to me and it was salty and warm. My book grew damp and full of sand. Little drips of oil landed on its pages and revealed text on the opposite side of the paper. I ordered more grilled halloumi, then a young coconut, which was hacked open with a machete in front of me. Then a frozen acai bowl topped with strawberries, then empanadas. I realized I'd never been on a beach and felt full before. Armed with my phrase book, I made halting small talk with everyone I met, a little Spanish, a little Portuguese, a little English, and something like understanding while my heart hammered in my chest. I left the hotel on the water. I surprised myself when I did this, when I went up to the mountains to the neighborhood of Santa Teresa. I'd gotten so comfortable at the beach, and I'd come to know the roads into the city. I could traverse the neighborhood without looking at my map. I'd developed a sense for how the buildings came together, the signs in the storefront windows, the order of the trinket vendors near the sand. When I'm comfortable, it's hard to move me. I'm like an old hound in that way. And still, I left because I knew it was important to continue to move through my anxieties. You have to take the momentum where you can get it. I wouldn't die. I would learn something new. In Santa Teresa, the mist and heavy dampness wasn't burned away like it was on the coast, it felt like a San Francisco summer. The hotel was an old residence, a manor with many rooms and vintage statues and an air of burnished refinement, and a large gray cat that slept loose-boned on the furniture. From this elevation, I could see all of Rio, the moon shape of her, the other houses clustered into the mountainside like mushrooms, the drop into the valley, the glittering sweep of the city, and, at its edge, the white beach like salt on the rim of a glass. I walked the neighborhood, taking photos of the endless street art and eating meaty bowls of fejuada and sweet bites of bushy camaro, and pulling myself up slick, steep cobblestone roads furry with moss. I fell a few times, landing on my butt after my sneakers gave way. And, though no one will ever call me fearless, when I had a chance to practice what I'd been learning, I decided I was ready. I took a deep breath and asked someone in Portuguese if I could pet their dog. They said yes, and I did.
0: That was Carmen Maria Machado. Over the past year, Carmen's kept busy by reading, playing video games, I really Warriors, Age of Calamity was a favorite, doing puzzles, and cooking. Carmen says she has just about perfected Helen Rosner's roast chicken with schmaltzy cabbage. She says she's also thought about Rio and other past trips. As fearful as I was, she says, I'd give anything to be on a plane to a new destination. We agree, because travel changes everything, doesn't it? You'll find a link to Carmen's books and website, CarmenMariaMachado.com, in our show notes. Ready for more travel stories? Visit us online at afar.com slash traveltales. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. We're at Afar Media. If you enjoyed today's adventure, we hope you'll come back next week for more great stories. Subscribing makes this easy. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. And please be sure to rate and review us. It helps other travelers find the show. This has been Travel Tales, a production of Afar Media and Boom Integrated. Our podcast was produced by Aislinn Green, Adrian Glover, and Robin Lai. Post-production was by John Marshall Media staff Jen Grossman and Clint Rhodes. Music composition by Alan Koresha. And a special thanks to Laura Redmond, Sarah Storm, and Irene Wang. I'm Aislinn Green, your zoomed-out, under-traveled host. I can't wait to hit the road again. Until we all freely can, remember that travel begins the moment we walk out our front door. Everyone has a travel tale. What's yours?